You're listening to the Sci Fidelity Podcast, episode 93 Alienating Optimism. This podcast features adult concepts and ideas of Geigerian proportion. So make sure the little ones don't get face hugged. So wait, hold on, hold on. I want to preface this. So this is Brian's fix for the broken, and for everyone that can't see me, I just did air quotes, Snowpiercer, which was broken by Brian's standards. Yes. Uh, well, I kept saying, why don't they stop the train? Um, it occurred to me, that if you had a big, super fast train that could pierce through any bunch of ice and snow that got in its way and could drive at incredible speeds, and you'd built tracks that went all the way around the world, then, and, and, and the weather had gone all to shit like it had, you might decide that the only way to keep people from freezing up on your train is to stay on the day, daylight side of the planet, which means your train has to circle the globe once every 24 hours and so that you can stay in the sunny side of the planet because you know that the only so if they had set up the premise so that if the train ever stops and night falls the train will freeze solid the train's magic engine is not powerful enough to keep everyone alive if nightfall happens the train must stay in the daylight and because of that it has to move fucking fast and it there's just no time to stop and go loot anything. There's no time to stop and do anything. We've got to keep this train moving. That is the highest priority. Otherwise, we all die. And so the train must go on other uh, uh, continuously. And there's no chance to... Even if it's, oh, well, it's actually getting a little warmer when I look at the thermometer. Yeah, but we don't know how, how cold is it getting at night. Uh, we have no clue how cold it gets at night. Do you want to stop the train and find out? No, I'm not willing to risk all our lives just to find out how cold it gets at night. I think we'll just assume that it gets fucking cold and stay on the train and keep moving. So there's no... Nobody would have any real easy... There'd be no easy way to conduct scientific experiments to measure how cold it got at night. You'd have to build up a separate lab equipment that, that could run on its own, stop the train, put it out next to the track, then start the train up again. And I could see that that's a lot more difficult than just sticking a thermometer out the window. Yeah, um, yeah that's stupid. So... <laughs> So, yeah, I was like, wow, well, that, that fixes a whole lot of the problems. Not all the problems I had with this movie, but it fixed a lot of them so well that I almost wondered if maybe that, if maybe that was how the original comic book might have went. No, no, no. Um, that's not how the original comic book goes. I haven't read the original comic book, but I know that's not how the original comic book went because that's stupid. Um, hey, Brian, and it doesn't Brian. fix anything. It actually makes things, it creates problems. Okay. Hey, what hey. is it? What problems does it create? 
one, one of the major plot points of the film was they could spot things from outside the train. How the fuck could you spot anything in a train that's moving so fast that it's circling the entire globe in a 24-hour period? I've spotted things outside airplanes before. Hey, yes, but you're uh, not circling the globe in 24 hours. <laughs> uh, so welcome to the Cyfideli podcast, because it sounds like this is going to go for a bit. Uh, this is Patrick. This is Michael. This is Brian. And he's stupid. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Brian, how about this? How, how, how about this for a compromise? Uh, it doesn't have to stay on the day side of the planet, but it does need to keep moving because the amount of friction that the train is creating is what's keeping, you know, the bearings working and the oil and the seals, uh, properly calibrated. So if you stop and you lose all of that energy for just a second, things start freezing up. And the engine can't start going again. Like that happens in real life. Like if you, if no, 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 that's not a, that, that, that's not a, that would help. I wouldn't have, I, I certainly would have spent less time harping on it if they'd thrown that line of dialogue in there somewhere. So that's okay. not bad. All right. So at that point, I, I, I think, you this, know, for a guy that watches Doctor Who, I find your need for this to make sense ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> It just popped into my head that if they had to stay on the sunny side of the planet, I was listening, reading a sci-fi novel that actually has a, a vehicle that has to do that. Uh, it was a Timothy Zahn Star Wars novel. He has to stay oh, on the, uh, okay. they, they, they have a, uh, a, a mobile city that always stays on the dark side of the planet because the other side's too hot. So as it rotates, the city walks. It's got a bunch of old imperial walkers, decommissioned imperial walkers bolted onto the underside of it. And I thought, hey, that could work for Snowpiercer just the other way around. So, um, anyway, I, I don't know if that's what the comic does, but it would have, it would have made a no. lot more sense to me. So that's not what the comic does. Well, but you know it. what? That does solve uh, a lot of Brian's problems. So I will take the, if we stop, we won't be able to start again. And if we're not moving, the whole thing freezes up for whatever reason. I'm fine with the, if we yeah. stop. Then we won't be able to start up again. It's the circling the globe in the same Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, well, I have, that's I why I, I, I did the compromise. Yeah. Like, you know. Oh, because where... Magic Infinity Train is fine, but Magic Infinity Train that can circle the globe in 24 hours is ridiculous. <laughs> but... <laughs> what is it? Santa Only Claus? Because... Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Only because it's a major plot point that they could see shit from outside the train. I have been and in I don't an airplane imagine... and I've looked out the window and I've seen shit. It's possible. Um. <laughs> You know what? I guess you. I'm not doing the math. I'm not going into the math of how how long that actual track was and how fast you'd have to go. We're not doing Ooh. that because we are actually here to talk about Neil Blomkamp's Alien. Is it sequel? I guess he's picking up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some it's sort. a sequel. Okay, so he's picking it's up a sequel after that ignores some aliens. established sequels. <laughs> uh, well, really actually, only that's one. the thing. Well, two. Uh, yeah, so, no one, no one, no one actually counts uh, uh, the Alien Resurrection as part of the franchise. <laughs> well, no, it's that's the thing. It, it, they they put out that announcement the other day, yeah, two days ago. It's not going to contradict those films, right? Oh, it's, it's not. not Which, going to cont- no, no, it's not. No, basically, what he said was. He's not contradicting them. He's just not going to acknowledge them. Like he's not going to do anything that would directly contradict them. Yes. He's just not going to go out of his way to acknowledge anything yeah. from. He him. is making a sequel to Aliens that will that will have Sigourney Weaver and apparently who's the actor who plays Hicks? Um, Michael uh, Bean. Michael, Michael Bean. Michael Bean. 
Mm. Yeah, it's going to have Michael Bean and Sigourney Weaver in it, playing older versions of their characters. And yet it will not contradict uh, Aliens Cubed. Yeah, yeah. And I am I'd wondering, love to see, uh, I, how the hell do you do that? I've yeah. been actually wanting to hear what you guys thought as to what the hell the plot must be, or the premise at least. Maybe not that we don't know what the plot is, but at least the premise that would allow them to not contradict Aliens Cubed. So I'm curious as to hear what you guys might, co- if somebody co- said, I want you to do a movie with an old Sigourney Weaver and an old Sean Bean okay, uh, as I- Hicks and, and Ripley, and yet not contradict Aliens Cubed. I may be the wrong person to ask right now because at the moment I'm still trying to come to terms with the fact that pretty soon I'm going to have to deal with an elderly Rick Deckard that I never wanted to see. Um, (laughs) And for that matter, an elderly fucking Han Solo that I never wanted to fucking see. Um, Okay, but elderly Han Solo is actually going to be elderly. Like he's going to be... Like seventy years old, not. Well, I was assuming that the Deckard that that was just the movie would be set six months later when his android bits are breaking down and he's got all old and falling apart. Right, which is a whole different it's, fucking thing, right? I, I would assume that's like six months after the last movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, if if that's the case, wouldn't he just die like uh, old old boy, um, well, boy yeah, Batty? I, I know, I know, I, I, I maybe. Hey, we're not we're not here to talk about the Blade Runner sequel, which I could definitely bitch and moan about, but that's not what we're here for. Yeah, we're here okay. to talk about so, Alien. So, so Michael has no ideas on how to how this movie the context could work. Patrick, you got anything for me about well, how this could work? All right. So I hadn't uh, I hadn't been keeping up with all of the press releases, so I was not familiar. So so basically, this is an exercise well, in. What if? What? What? So the three of us here, right? Uh, one of us having a film degree, I might want to point out. Uh, can oh, we create yeah. <laughs> uh, a film yeah. that does not contradict three and, three four, and four, but has old a old Ripley and old Hicks? Um. Well, okay. So, and, but apparently not Newt. <laughs> no, fuck well, that bitch. I, I, um. I'm guessing Newt's going to be in there somewhere. No, nah, that, that bitch it, died horribly. Um, they they accidentally leaked the Hicks and Ripley thing because at the time ooh. they posted the pictures. What do you got? Well, I here's a question: is uh, is does Newt still act? Because if he doesn't act, they probably aren't going to recast it. Yeah, no, no. I, well, I don't, I'm pretty I, sure Newt doesn't still act. Okay. No, the, uh, if if the Ripley's old and Hicks is old, they'll probably just recast Newt as an adult woman. So but why with some new actress? Newt is uh, an adult woman. Why don't you just recast Hicks? Oh, whatever. Um, uh, well, I'm a because that guy still the way, really wanted the, to get it. That guy really wanted another Alien movie and was pissed that he wasn't in the Aliens Cube. So, by the way, the, the actress's name is uh, Carrie Hinn. Okay. Oh, yeah. Has she yeah. done anything since? Let's let's find out. You guys she, talk <laughs> while I, I am DB. Okay. You, you were I supposed to is, have that already. Regu- uh, this is called production value, I know she is regularly invited to aliens conventions, but that's not quite the same. Well, of course uh, she's invited to she aliens has, conventions. She has one acting credit, <laughs> <laughs> and that is aliens. Oh my god! Yeah, well then, I, I, that answers that question. Well, I guess. 
As a side note, I am perfectly okay with them recasting Newt. Okay, I I don't have a big problem with that. Recasting, I don't think I'd have a problem Ripley, with that. Either. Well, that's for recasting you. Recasting Ripley would would upset me. Recasting Newt is fine. An adult Newt is, I mean, you know, the child actors versus adult actors that happens all the time in Hollywood. I, I'm kind of used to that. I mean, even Anakin did. They had a different kid play kid Anakin than than teenage Anakin. I, well, um, well, yeah, because they filmed that they filmed that movie like a year later. It's uh, yeah, I I don't think they want to put. Later, but yes. Well, I'm pretty sure they didn't want to put Jake Lloyd in the forced uh, clone growing yes. tube and have him age up. So yeah, I think there are laws against that shit for some reason. I don't know why you just can't. Oh, I don't <laughs> take think, a three year old age him up to Lucas working said, age. I don't think anyway, George Lucas was worried about sorry, laws when I he didn't had need a, to bring up the Star Wars prequels again. I don't think <laughs> I, don't, I don't think George Lucas was too worried about laws when he had uh, young Anakin Skywalker hitting on a damn near grown ass woman. <laughs> no, no, no. It well, would be different no, if she was she was hitting on him because that's just a schoolyard crush. That happens all the fucking time. <laughs> it's still creepy and weird. Well, I didn't say it wasn't creepy and or weird. I'm just yeah. saying it's not Fair illegal. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, so, so I'm thinking, obviously, obviously we was, uh, the clones. That's that's the first thing that jumps to mind. So yeah, let's see. I if was we thinking can... either clones or uh, dream sequence. Oh no, okay. no, that's a fucking cop out. You can't. No, we're not doing the dream sequence shit. This isn't New Heart. We're not uh, finishing wait, like wait, that. Wait, 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 Patrick, <laughs> Patrick. We have learned. Numerous times that because it's stupid doesn't mean Hollywood won't do it. Well, right, but this isn't what Hollywood's going to do. I've taken, I've changed, I've changed the objective. We are going to, we have these constraints. We are going to write this movie. What are we going to do? And we are not going to do the stupid cop out. Well, I think we can safely say, how do you say, Blomkamp? What? Blomkamp. Close enough. Blomkamp is probably not going to do a a, a two hour dream sequence. I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. District Nine was kind of dreamy. <laughs> uh, it was a little ethereal. The prosecution rests. Um, <laughs> so, um, okay. So we've got the two. They're they actually survive for some reason. They cloned Ripley so they so she could land in the prison colony. Why they would yep. do that. We don't know. Um, maybe so they could come up so with a you're, plausible you're, you're... reason for Wait, to, to introduce an alien. All right. So or they it's... had a Ripley clone in the fourth one, right? They yes. did, but they had to recreate that Ripley clone from the woman in the third one. Yes. They used the blood from the woman in the third one to make the well, the contaminated blood right. to make the Ripley in the fourth movie, and okay. that was because probably. Because that was a very known thing, and the company showed up, and they collected samples. So they had samples of that blood, whereas if old Sigourney Weaver just, you know, floated into wherever and woke up and went on about her life, she might have stayed under the radar, knowing that the company sent them all back to get infected and then bring aliens back. So maybe she came back, and she lived her life under the radar, and so this mm-hmm. story is about her and Hicks, who lived semi-happily ever after, except, you know, we're filming Blomp a movie campus. about them, so obviously something's going to get fucked up. Um, yes. <laughs> well, obviously, because who wants to watch a movie about 
happy people, people having happy yeah. not happy people because you can have happy people having conflicts i don't want to watch a movie about somebody sitting down and watching tv all day <laughs> Yeah. That doesn't seem very interesting to me, no. <laughs> you don't want to watch future Netflix, the future Netflix diaries? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I have no interest in watching someone having a peaceful day because that sounds boring shit. Okay. Somebody walks so, in and so, is like, is, uh, is season of House of Cards 432 ready? Oh, yeah. Let's just put it into our okay. ocular implant. And then it's just okay. the camera sitting on them for an hour as they watch TV. No, I'm good. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a YouTube so. reaction video. It's always a whole thing. <laughs> so, Patrick, your your theory is that, um, or your your your, your suggestion is yeah. that we, for some reason, come up with a reason to put a clone of Ripley, Hicks, and Newt on board the Sulaco and send it off to Prison Planet. I can't for Furina Fury. I think was the nickname of the Prison Planet. Send it off to Fury. Um, is it and Fury? then the originals. I think Fury was the nickname of it in the novel. I don't know if it was the nickname of it in the screen on the big screen or not. But anyway, the the the, the did they have line, a name in the movie? It was Fiorina One Six One or something like that. Mm. So they didn't make a big deal about. It. We'll just call it the Prison Planet. So <laughs> they the didn't make a big deal about it, but we're going to. <laughs> well, yeah. Whereas well, they that's... kept mentioning LV four four twenty six. I think that came got mentioned name checked several times throughout the movie, but because uh, they kept talking about the colony on. But, uh, anyway, so so some for some reason the company, presumably the company, somebody at least puts the clones of all three of them on the uh, on the Sulaco, and it ends up crashing on the prison planet, and the originals go off and have. Get old and have a, 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 a Blomkamp adventure. Yes. Um, yeah, well, okay. unless, um, yeah, I mean, I'm open to suggestions. This is just my first stab. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't well, thought yeah, about no, it. No, no. I, I honestly, I think if he's saying, and I actually wonder if he's just saying that because there was a whole lot of uproar and he was just trying to quell that uproar. Because you kind of have to, if, because you yeah. don't want Nerd Race to destroy this movie. Uh, three days after you announced it. Well, uh, to be honest, everything I was reading was people saying, ah, they're decanonizing Aliens Cube? Fuck that movie. I like it. No more Aliens Cube. Everyone's, I re every re comment I read was happy that Blancamp was going to uh, get rid of three and four. And so uh, I, was, uh, I, 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 I think I was the only person on the internet who was upset about it. <laughs> so <laughs> I need... I need to rewatch. I've rewatched the first two a number of times, and I've seen three a number of times, but I haven't seen it in close to two decades. So I need to rewatch three and four, and I have them on Blu-ray, so that's not difficult. Um, I need to rewatch three and four. Just make sure you do the extended cut for three. I know. No, I don't know so, that I've ever actually seen the extended cut for three. Yeah. All the more reason. I own it, uh, though, so it's yeah, not hard to, yeah. get, to watch yeah. it. Um, I don't think I've seen it either, to be honest. Oh, it is so much better. Movie night! Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm up for that. I'm always up for that. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, Actually, yeah, we might not have to talk about that. But anyway, <laughs> that's so, not something to discuss on the show. <laughs> okay. The, the, the other, the other um, I guess, uh, alternative possibility is that 
the people that we see in the Blancamp movie are the clones, and the originals go on to Prison Planet. Um, and that the clones are the ones we see in the Blomkamp movie. The problem with that is that, is not, that is that not what we were saying? Well, no, we were we were putting the clones on the go to the prison planet, and the uh, real ah. people go to Blom, have the Blomkamp adventure. Maybe Blomkamp gets the clones, and the real people still to go to prison planet. Hmm. The problem with that is that they show a um. The production art that was released back when this movie was not going to happen, and Blomkamp was like, here's some art I had drawn up for this movie idea that I'm never going to make, and he released it, and everyone got all excited, and, and apparently Ridley Scott said, ooh, I, wanna, I, I would be happy for him to make that, even though I'm currently the guardian of all things aliens and making Prometheus 2. They could go ahead and make that movie. So they, they, they probably never would have released that production art if they'd known they were going to make it. On the other hand, if they hadn't released the production art, it might not have ever got the ball rolling. Um, but the production it's the whole art... Did, it's the whole Deadpool thing where you question, yeah. would they have released that if they thought they were actually had a chance of making a movie, but the movie would have, wouldn't have happened if they hadn't released the, the footage. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. So... um in the one of the production art shows old Ripley and old Hicks, and old Hicks has still got all the acid burns on the side of his face. In fact, I think it, like he's lost an eye or something. Yeah. Um, and the clones wouldn't have acid burns. So um, oh, that's a fair point. Okay, that's a fair. Well, yeah. that's what I said. The original. Yeah. The, no, the that original would work two, with Patrick's idea. Yeah, that works for my idea because you know I'm the shit. Though. Well, yeah. also some of that. That some of that concept well, in Alien art, Three, real... do you do do you see the acid on the uh, in, in Alien Three? You never see him. I Hicks yeah, doesn't I, appear I think, on screen. I think yeah, not on screen. Screen. I think she pulls up a digital picture of him on a monitor before mm. he got hurt and, right. really and writes up a death certificate for him. But that's I really without need the to acid. That movie. And I think so, I think that's in the I like Alien version. Three. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and uh uh. Uh, Sean, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Sean Bean? Bean said, yeah, Michael Bean, Michael Bean, sorry. Yeah. Michael Bean said he got paid as much for allowing his photograph to show up on that computer screen as he did for the alien, for all of aliens. Wow. Because they just, they really, really needed, they felt they really needed to provide some sort of closure for Hicks, but they didn't, the actor, they didn't want the actor to come back and they wouldn't want to hire him. So they said, well, how much would it cost for your photo? And so he said, well, it would cost this much. And they said, well, fine, we'll pay it. <laughs> you know what I'm more interested in watching than rewatching Alien Cube, even though I like Alien Cube? I want to watch that documentary about how bad it was to make Alien Cube. Oh no, that is, that is an amazing documentary, huge <laughs> but amazing. It's just just a train wreck. <laughs> it's I, I I still can't imagine a movie co- that's that good coming out of that bad of a train wreck. <laughs> hmm. Um, so well, okay. So if you look at that concept art, well, I was going to say before, if you look at that concept art, and I guess mm-hmm. we'll post a link to something of it at some point because that's what we do. In our visual reference, um, there's also an image of Ripley, and she's kind of in an alien suit. Like she, yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, so I don't even know. Like I, I don't know how you put these these pieces together to make that into something. I, it, it seems well, like somebody just doodled some shit, the- and then, and then they're like, oh hey, 
yeah, we should make a movie about that. And I think Neil Blomkamp was like, well, well fuck, I was just doodling, and now I gotta write some shitty story. No, no, I think Neil Blomkamp has an idea, you just don't know what that idea is. It would be like if you saw a brood queen before you saw aliens, you would have no idea what that is, but that doesn't mean there's not a good story leading up to it. Like, he may very well, and I, I assume he does, have a very good idea of what that is. We don't. All we are seeing is the art around it. So, yeah, to us, it just looks weird, because we have no idea what that is. I'm pretty sure he probably does. Okay, yeah. fine. He claimed, you defend him. He you claimed, do that. Yeah. He <laughs> claimed he had an idea for a story, and he got so excited about it, he actually had this art drawn up to go with this uh, idea he came up with. And then, but that it was now never going to happen because of Prometheus. And then, uh, shortly after the art was posted, suddenly, uh, you know, a few months later, he's like, okay, I guess I am making an alien movie. Uh, and, and, and Ridley Scott's apparently all on board with it. And my movie will be not be Prometheus. I'm doing my own alien movie, but, you know, Ridley's going to be executive producing or whatever. Mm. And apparently he got really, really friendly with uh, Sigourney Weaver in Chappie, and Sigourney's all on board with the project as well. So, side note, uh, Chappie, thoughts, opinions, are you guys even remotely interested? (laughs) Not really. I'm going to check it out on DVD. I'm a little surprised at the non-interest in Chappie that I've been hearing for a, a lot of people, and I don't really... I mean, I'm not saying that I'm super excited, but I'm just, to me, it's on that same level of District 9 and Elysium, which is, I'll see it, I'll probably see it in the theater, but like every other nerd I know is like, eh, I have zero interest in seeing that movie, and I don't really I, I, get why. <laughs> it I'm going to check it out on DVD. But. <laughs> it doesn't seem like, to me, it doesn't seem like it's anything new it seems like it's just a rehash and it's not even a rehash with that is particularly awe-inspiring i mean we've all seen you know pacific rim which is you know robots fighting giant monsters that's been done Mm. but we haven't seen it done at that level of spectacle and like that high Mm. quality of effects so that's the new thing that 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 is brought to that but with Mm -hmm. this it's okay somebody made artificial intelligence and it's alive, and whatever the large entity doesn't want it to be alive, and so they're going to go try and kill it. So it's basically short circuit, except this robot isn't as cute and or funny as Johnny Five. It's just, <laughs> it's just the thing. And I'm like, well, I don't really give a shit anymore. I, you know, I just like at first, like I, when I first see the trailer, like the first twenty twenty five minutes, like, oh. What's what's this? What could this be? What's going on? And then as it continues on, I'm like, oh, it's that. All right. Well, I guess I'll wait till it comes on Netflix or on cable or something. Um, I'm definitely yeah. uh, to use a, a film term. I'm definitely an auteur guy. Uh, I just it's Neil Blomkamp. So honestly, ninety percent of my interest in this movie comes from the fact that he that he made it. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's entirely my interest in that movie. Uh, I don't. I paid. I didn't pay that much attention to what it was about. I heard there was a new Neil Blomkamp movie, and I was like, "All right, well, I'll probably see it." Yeah. Well, I have to admit, it, the, the, he's right. I watched it, and I was like, "Okay, this is the dark and gritty version of Short Circuit." Um, I mean, yeah, I'm said, not. I don't deny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's absolutely right. Yeah. That 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 said. Um, we've seen the 
the story for Avatar over and over again, and yet I still kind of like oh, Jesus that Christ, movie, yeah, you know? Avatar. So I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with seeing a dark and gritty uh, short circuit as long as it's well done and well acted. That would that, that would be an enjoyable little couple hours, I'm sure. Well, so. but to my point, you know, uh, Avatar, we've seen that so many times, but this time we got to see it with. You know, actual aliens and facial capture and a beautiful, you know, 3D world experience. So that's what made that new. If, if Avatar, like I've watched Avatar just on, in 2D because it comes on cable and it's not anywhere near as spectacular as it was in 3D IMAX, right? It's just kind of like, eh, okay. They did a really good job with the CG, but eh, it kind of loses something. So it's the thing. If if you bring something new to it, then, you know, people get excited. But really, Chappie has the same visual aesthetic as Elysium did, right? So it doesn't look mm. new, right? The story isn't new. And and you know, it's it's kind of once again, it's kind of pessimistic. And maybe, mm. you know, people like dark and gritty, but maybe we're kind of getting burnt out on pessimistic. It was like this guy builds new life and we just got to kill it. And, you know, it'll probably prevail, but uh, do I want to watch that again? I don't know if I do. Well, what I find funny is, and I think this sidetrack is definitely going longer than I expected, but what I find funny, (laughs) what I find funny is, uh, you say pessimism, but I think the idea of the movie is meant to be optimistic. It's like Elysium and District 9. The idea is, that he's getting past okay. the pessimism nah. of everybody. No, around hang on. Him. You can't. Elysium, I will say, I will say Elysium has an overall optimism to it. District mm. 9 doesn't. District 9 yeah, is about I, shitty people enslaving other people and then the other, and then one guy getting out. And yeah, probably kinda, coming back I'm to kill us. Well, well, the idea, <laughs> the idea is the one guy got out to go and inform the other people so that they can come back. It's, I said optimism. I didn't say it was perfect. I just said it was, it gives you the idea of hope instead of the idea of pessimism is the lack of hope. I don't think that's what the end of that well, movie I mean, was. If you, define, <laughs> if, you, if you define optimism as there could have been a more cynical end to this movie than the one we got, then yes, then District 9 was optimistic. <laughs> let's, let's not forget that, that the guy that got away mm. is probably, he either left all of his brothers in, you know, slavery and poverty or mm. he's coming back to genocide all of humanity. Either way, that's a kind of <laughs> negative perspective. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it all comes down to intent. It's kind of like the ending of Snowpiercer. Like, I think the intent was that it was meant to be optimistic. Whereas I think the ending of District 9 was meant to be optimistic. <laughs> That's that's all I'm saying. Wow. Like whether or not I think it turns out okay is different. It's what I believe their intention was. <laughs> um, and well, you know, but that pessimism thing, and mm. maybe you know, whatever. It, it's kind of, it, it's kind of. I don't. It, I don't know if I want to keep watching. Like all of this negativity, right? Like in District mm. Nine, they're beating up that guy's kid, right? They're threatening mm. to shoot that guy's kid. 
uh, the alien guy's kid, which is basically a kid. They showed that. And it's like, okay, at the end, they get away, and that's hopeful. But ugh, do I want to watch what has to lead up to that? It's not going to be, okay, we had a nice disagreement. I don't believe you're alive, but you think you're alive. We'll just go on our separate ways. No, before we get to that whole point that Chappie, you know, leaves victorious, a bunch of people are going to get murdered and a bunch of shit's going to get blown up. And, you know, a lot of people are going to die screaming in a fire. And, you know, do I want to watch that? I, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I have to con- I, I'm kind of with Patrick. I, I, all of the dark movies are wearing. I, I don't know. To me, I'll just say this and maybe we can get back to Alien. <laughs> but I'll just say that I would agree with you, but the fact of the matter is, is I like the way Blomkamp makes movies. So for me, I trust in his ability to do dark well. It's like if Joss Whedon makes a movie, it's probably going to be dark, but I'm still probably going to see it because I trust that his yeah. dark is still going to be entertaining. Oh, yeah. So, no, I will definitely say Blomkamp knows what he's doing, and I think mm, he's ideally suited for the Alien franchise. Thank I think you that's for a finding great, a way to bring it back. <laughs> I, think that's a, I think that's a great, you know, I was like, Blomkamp does Alien. That's brilliant. Right. And I don't mind but, some dark movies. I just sometimes think that Hollywood gets a little carried away I, with but, them. But, but the question I, I just, is... I just trust certain writers and directors to do it in a way that I don't mind going down that darkness. Like, it'll, it'll be... I trust them to tell a good story that I'll love in the end. It's why I kept seeing the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Those movies are dark as fuck. But I still love all three of them. Well, but the question is, since it is Blomkamp, what social issue is he going to tackle yeah, with facehuggers yeah, and mouth yeah, yeah. aliens? I was wondering with when of you guys was going to bring that up. <laughs> I guess that's a good question. None of the other movies have really tried to push a social agenda aside from corporations are evil. Yeah, uh, that was the point I was with. They're going to make the, they're going to push the corporations are evil. It's, it's going to be all about unions. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, that would be awesome. So like they have to form a union to stop no, no. the alien. No, no, no. Do you remember the episode of Battlestar Galactica about a, but the making the yeah. unions to get the oh, gas basically? The tilium, yeah. It's going to be yeah. that but with Xenomorphs. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I, I thought it was going to be, they're like, hey, somebody needs to take a flamethrower and blow a flame down this hallway. And someone's going to say, well, I'll do it. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. You're not, you're not part of the union. That's not your job. You can't do that. So go sit your ass over there and wait till Johnny comes back from his break in 30 minutes so he can do his job of flaming the corridor. You don't take his job. What the fuck's wrong with you? And then, and then, and then Hicks gets cancer because he tried to do it and he's not in the union. Oh, no, that's what it is. He ends up getting cancer. Hicks and Sigourney try to break the, they try to break the union lines so that they can actually just kill the fucking alien and then they both get cancer and die. Yeah, that's it. To teach them the error of their ways. When I first heard he was making the alien movie, my first thought was, okay, well, what is this social fantasy going to be about? Don't get me wrong. I love District 9 and Elysium, but they are social fantasies. Yes. So we're going to have a scene where Ripley's going to be sitting there. Let me get this straight. We're in a military installation, and you won't fight because you're on strike. (laughs) 
It's going to be about torture. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and Jack Bauer is going to be there. I don't know how. <laughs> But Jack Bauer is going to be there. Oh, wow. Well, if you've listened to this torture, then I commend you for sticking to it for this last, what, 30-some-odd minutes. And uh, this is normally where, if Steve was here, he would do the official pimping. And I, I got to admit, I'm not good at, at doing the pimping for the show. But uh, let's see. Let's throw it out. So Facebook uh, slash Sci-Fi Show. Twitter slash at Sci-Fi Show. Uh, I'm not going to mention Google Plus because I don't know what that address is, except that and I just nobody's did. going to go there anyway, and nobody goes there anyway. And and I guess most importantly is the actual web page for the fucking show, which is SciFiShow.net. So if you go there, you can find all the shows and the visual references and all the good stuff. So I think that's it. Anything else? Any think, any think, any other shameless think, plugs we can do? I think you pimped this out pretty well. Okay, yeah. I like to whore myself out for you know views and click throughs, so that's pretty much all I'm here. That's all I'm here for. So, well, don't say don't say whore yourself out because Blomcat may hear you, and that's what the plot of the Alien movie will be about. <laughs> <laughs> they're, going to, they're going to pay people to get face hunts. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my! Oh shit! No, that's it's a reality a show. Verho- that's a Paul Verhoeven movie. Is what you just described. <laughs> Uh, that's when somebody gets shot and the hole is like five feet wide, right? <laughs> All right. So until next time, this is Patrick. This is Michael. This is Brian. In space, no one can hear you break continuity. Uh... <laughs>